Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 13:40 AM. KKGK Las Vegas. It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Oh man, do we have a good show for you today here. Nighttime at Noon coming at you from Studio 31 at City National Arena. The Golden Knights just wrapping up practice on this glorious Bud Day. I'm Ashley Vice, joined by Darren Elliott. Darren, you know, Monday, sometimes people kind of have the beginning of the week blues impossible today because the Stanley Cup playoffs start tonight. It's just, it's just a fact. I don't make the rules. You can't be sad on the first day of the Stanley <laughs> Cup playoffs. No, not when you're involved. You can be sad if you're, uh, half the league is out. They are sad. Uh, we're not. We're, uh, we went through that last year. And the guys made sure it didn't happen this year. Yeah, they sure did. And people are going to have more reason to smile because any minute now we will be hearing from the captain, Mark Stone, the first time he will be meeting with the media since undergoing back surgery um, earlier this season. So there's the mic. He will be standing in front of it here soon. But, Darren, let's first uh, let's start by talking kind of about how the Golden Knights got here. You go into the season with so many doubts. Are they a wild card team? Will they even be a wild card team? How did they end up the top team in the West going into this postseason? Well, if you look at it, it's kind of the same season. Uh, Goaltending controversies because of injuries, same as last year. Overall, constant injuries, so the revolving lineup. Um, so, so special teams, eh, you know, not not uh, carrying you. So you had a lot of those same similarities. The belief seemed different from the beginning. Uh, and in talking to, to Riley Smith, uh, he gives a lot of credit to, to Phil Kessel. And, and you know, then you see uh, Alex. And you've lived it because you saw it and you, you really reported on it well this year. The camaraderie in that locker room. And there's a lot of character, but there's some characters. And they're all embraced. No clicks. And, and I know that sounds you know really cliche, it's made the difference. It's made a difference thus far, um, and that's how they got here. They got here together. You mentioned Phil Kessel and his role in the chemistry of the room. Do you think him chasing that Ironman streak so early in the season as a new member of this team, a new coach in Bruce Cassidy, what role do you think that plays in bringing a locker room together? I think it, it brought them together because there was a common focus that wasn't team-based while they were able to get their team game together. Then I think the the beauty of it all was how, and you saw it again firsthand, Ashley, how Phil Kessel responded to it yep. awkwardly, didn't <laughs> really like it. But the guys then were able to get involved that way. So I, I think it really gave them a, a jumping off point. Um, and then a guy like Paul Cotter comes in and he's, you know, just that goofy energy of the locker room and has some success. You combine all that and, and it gave them a point to have really good team chemistry in the locker room and it seemed to translate on the ice and make a difference and those storylines continued as the season went on now you have a guy like lauren brossois who i think I, bruce cassidy summed it up best yesterday when he just said that's the kind of guy you root for yeah right he's 30 years old and i saw it from you know did a handful of of games uh with the henderson silver knights saw him play um you know he's, he turns 30 uh he's been in the league but he's, he's on the fringes has hip surgery double hip surgery but went and did his work, went about his work the way you're supposed to. It's like, okay, I'm playing pro hockey, don't know where this is leading. I'm auditioning for someone, whether it's my team, Golden Knights, another organization, doesn't matter. Just 
nose to the grindstone, another cliche, and, and just put in the work that's required and refined his game. And look what happened. Good thing he did because the team needed him down the stretch. And now he's going to start uh, first game of the playoffs. We'll definitely dive in more X's and O's, things like that regarding him. Looks like we are still waiting on the captain. Mark Stone looks like about five more minutes for him. So wait patiently. And we'll talk about <laughs> waiting patiently, Darren. What is it like as a player? This feels like a long time between the final game of the regular season to the first game of the playoffs. It, it's a welcome rest because you know, no one's feeling 100% at the end of the regular season after a grueling 82-game campaign. But it's, you think they're just ready to get going at this point? Like I know I am, but I'm not the one who's getting uh, you know, checked against the boards. Well, I mean, you saw the, yesterday and you saw today's practice for sure, Ashley. The energy level, it's like we made it through the grind. We made it through the 82-game schedule. So there's an anticipation um, and an excitement by, for the players, by the players, and they want to get ready. And guess what? It, it does, even though you're not playing today, the playoffs start today in the National Hockey League. And, and most of the guys, uh, to a man, are, are fans as well. So from their standpoint, this is a, the beginning. Bruce Cassidy's a fan, too. I love hearing him talk about the game. He'll, he'll tell you that coaching isn't fun. That's not the word he will describe it as, but he will use enjoyable and rewarding, and then right. it gets even more enjoyable this time of year. He said it's kind of like a chess match game to game between coaches. Different different yeah. uh, for, for coaches, for sure, uh, and for players. You're playing the same opponent uh, as many as seven games in a row. Uh, changes, uh, changes it entirely with the matchups adjustments game to game the battles with the game within the game the battles that become part of the series all of that is why playoff hockey is is the best and uh, we're definitely going to get into the matchup portion, what you see in the Winnipeg Jets, uh, how you think the Golden Knights match up against them. Uh, but because we are um, waiting on Mark Stone uh, and that news that is going to come, hopefully a, a confirmation of when uh, he officially does factor in. Uh, but he was skating on a line today, as was he a couple days ago, with Chandler Stevenson and Michael Amadio. How do you like the look of that? Well, we know Stevenson and Stone, uh, they've had instant chemistry where they've been able to stay on the ice together. They've, they've always been a prolific line. Um, and Amadio, the season he's had, um, it, it looks good to me. Pretty big line. You know, you got two big big players on the wing, and you've got uh, Stevenson that can fly in the middle. So um, excited to have the captain uh, return to action. It's just great stuff for the team. How much of his impact is based on what he does on the ice and how much of his impact is based on the passion that he brings, this, especially this time of year? Well, yeah, it, it's, it, it's real. That, that's the thing about you know, Mark Stone. There's some guys that, you know, celebrate and, and do sellies, and it it's kind of becomes a performance art thing. You can tell with Mark Stone, no, it's real. Um, and, and that is what resonates in, in my mind. Um, so, so it's that energy he doesn't you know, speak a lot necessarily in the locker room, apparently, but but that enthusiasm is there, especially when somebody scores and it doesn't have to be him. Expressive Mark Stone, that's what we call <laughs> that's it. That's right, expressive. See, one word took me about four sentences. No, no, it's just the Twitter <laughs> thing. I know you're, you're not as big on social media. Expressive Mark Stone, that's what we like for all the gifts and all the memes. That's what the that's kids, that's what the kids that's what call the it. That's what the kids call it. Um, what impact could his return have on Chandler Stevenson's game? Well, that's the, the great unknown. Like I said, they've always had the, the chemistry together. Um, and Chandler Stevenson's game after a, kind of a middle season pause, if you will, in terms of production, was returning on its own. 
um, I think it's just going to be hastened and spurred on by being uh, reunited with, with Mark Stone. Of course, I, I again, I'm going down all these paths. We still have to hear from him. We still have to hear from Bruce Cassidy. We're just talking based on uh, the way uh, lines were, were skating this morning. Um, he, I, I should say also, he has played a role in the room. Bruce Cassidy uh, specifically asked him to make sure that he um, was present, yeah. was around all the time. Uh, what do you see in the leadership in this locker room in general? We talk about him, but then you look at Alex Petrangelo. You look at Alec Martinez. Yeah, that's, I mean... Guys that won Stanley Cups. Yeah. Um, one of the best pieces that, that uh, and you do a lot of good pieces, but the one that, that I loved was the one in the locker room with Petrangelo <laughs> and Martinez, and then Ben Hutton jumped in. It, it was a glimpse into what really happens in the locker room, as close as you ever see in the public eye, but that gave you a great insight. Petrangelo can, you know, he's so serious, and, uh, and they were able to break him down, and, and Martinez yeah. kind of tongue-in-cheek, but, but really kidding on the level about, hey, yeah, look at Stanley Cup winner. Oh yeah, look at this. Look, look at what he's really all about. You know, taking oh, yeah. up all the space. So, that kind of uh, insight um, shows you the leadership because they're willing. It 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 really is important when your top guys, your veteran guys, your proven guys, guys who won Stanley Cups, can be self-deprecating. You can break them down. Every and the thing is, it's not just the vets. Everybody is is open season on everyone. That's different. That's special. Yeah, they definitely give it to each other. There's that fine line this time of year, too. It's all business, but, like, yeah. it's fun. Alec Martinez will be the first person to tell you that. Like, we all played this game uh, growing up because it was fun, so important not to lose sight of that, too. Oh, and the captain is here. You don't need to hear from us. To capture the questions, but uh, open up the questions for Mark. He will be in the lineup tomorrow. Ben Goats, Las Vegas for you, Journal. Uh, Mark, can you just take us through what happened in that Florida game and what the recovery process has been like since then? Yeah, I mean, obviously disappointed. Um, I kind of thought I put that behind me, but uh, got a real good second opinion. Um, you know, kind of had a game plan going in. Um, took two weeks to, to see if I could return, um, knowing that that was probably the last possible date that. Uh, I could get the surgery to be back uh, in time for tonight, so or for tomorrow. So, um, feel really good, feel really confident, uh, excited to get back. Jesse Granger at the Athletic. Um, obviously, having two surgeries back to back. I guess how different was this one, and and what about this one? Confident that, that this one can can keep you healthy for good. Definitely different. Um, obviously, as you know, I saw a different doctor. Um, saw Jack's doctor. Um, obviously, seen the success that he's had um, with his surgery. Um, obviously, I think I had a really successful surgery the first time. Uh, just unfortunately, it came back, so um, I had to try and uh, do something different. And, um, I think right from the start, uh, I felt good. Took away a lot of my uh, my pain and relieved a lot of my symptoms. Uh, you know, days after the surgery, so uh, that gave me uh, a lot of comfortability. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. When you got back to training camp, you said you had felt great and you were having probably one of the best starts of, to a season of your career. And then all of that happens. Just how frustrating was it as far as 
the mental aspect and just not being able to continue what you had done to start the season? Yeah, I mean, hard to explain. I mean, pretty emotional, you know. Um, yeah, brought some tears to my eyes, obviously, but I'm excited to be back. Um, been a long two years, so uh, I don't want to miss this. Yeah. Uh, I want to play with these guys, so I'm excited to get back. Um, Ed Graney, Review Journal. During the rehab, was there a time where you said, can I get back for the playoffs, or was it the whole time you were pretty sure if everything went right, you'd be back for this time? Well, I mean, I had steps, right? Um, like I said, uh, I had two weeks to, to see if I could return and, and finish out the season. Um, and I had a, a bad setback, so um, I knew that if I, I met the goals, uh, you know, first one being the first month and uh, start skating in six weeks, see how that went. Uh, I just haven't had any setbacks, so um, obviously everything had to align uh, for me to be ready to go for first night of the playoffs, and uh, uh, thankfully it has. Uh, I've taken multiple MRIs, CT scans uh, to confirm it, so uh, over this last two weeks, I was just getting ready to uh, you know, be ready to play, and uh, I know my back's good. Uh, it was about just being mentally and physically ready to go, um, basically in other areas. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing my first game in three months, basically, in, in a playoff game, so I know it's a big jump, but uh, like you said, I don't want to miss it. Mark, well, uh, welcome back. Uh, Mike McIntyre from the Winnipeg Free Press. Um, I'm sure you, you would have been thrilled to be back against anybody, regardless of your playing. Is there anything extra special about the fact you're going to face your your hometown team in the first round, and uh, and I guess part B of that is just what are you expecting from the Jets team that you're going to face? Um, yeah, I mean, it's fun to play at home. Uh, my parents will be there. They'll be here, so uh, it'll be a little different for that, but um, I guess i got to convince a lot of people, a lot of friends to, to wear Knights jerseys to the game in, in Winnipeg, <laughs> but um, a big team, physical team. Um, you know, they got guys that can grind you down uh, so their goaltenders is really good um, but you can't look too much into them uh, especially going into game one obviously uh, after game one you're gonna uh, you're gonna find things that you, you got to tweak but um, we're playing really well right now going into into the playoffs uh, we were able to win the conference uh, by playing good hockey so uh, we'll focus on us uh, leading into game one and if we can make tweaks we'll make tweaks uh, as the series goes along uh, Sean Reynolds with Sportsnet. You talked about it being a big jump to start out in the playoffs. I guess you could look at it one of two ways, either that you're coming in and having to jump into the pressure cooker and the speed being at its highest of the season, or you could also look at it as coming in and being extremely fresh and being you know, a, a bit of a positive there. How do you look at that balance between you know rust versus rest? Uh, I would have liked to have played all 82 games this year, but um, obviously it didn't happen. I think my body's in a great spot. It feels great. Um, I guess sometimes it's unfortunate, but uh, like I said, it's tough. I haven't played a, a game in, in three three months, so um, it's going to be a bit of an adjustment. But uh, you know, unfortunately, that, uh, the team's playing well. I, I don't have to come in and uh, you know try and be a dominant figure. I can just come in and be uh, and play um, play with my line mates. Uh, hopefully, help on a power play. Uh, just little things to. Uh, to try to make this team look just a little bit better than what we've been playing. We're going to skip the issues with this one, so go ahead, Ben. 
I don't know. I, that never crosses my mind, really. I, I want to be playing. Uh, I want to play as long as I can. Um, you play to win. Uh, and this, this, this time of year is why you, why you want to be in this situation. So um, I'm not worried about that uh, at all right now. ourselves a chance to win the, win the game. Uh, had lots of guys go down, lots of guys step up. We played five goalies uh, after the All-Star break. Uh, they all got wins. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a resilient group. Um, bodes well for us going forward. Um, but the dynamics changing now. I uh, can't dwell on playing good in the regular season. Uh, you got to play well uh, in the playoffs to, to win games. And ultimately, now you got to win four to seven. Bruce mentioned it. He asked you to be around the team more while you were doing rehab. I guess how you like compared to the last time, uh, and, and how much do you think it helped you stay around the team and be around the team? I don't know. Um, last year I had a lot of my rehab out of town. Um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff. Uh, this wasn't in the city a lot, actually. So uh, this year just stayed put. Um, it was better for me on and off the ice. Obviously my wife was pregnant, so didn't really want to spend a ton of time uh, away there. So. Um, yeah, I was at the rink every day. Um, it's tough when you're not playing; you don't feel part of it. Uh, so you try to uh, incorporate yourself. Uh, you know, either hop into a meeting, just to, just hop into a meeting, or um, you know, stick around uh, for the post-game celebration, stuff like that. Just, uh, just try to, just try to bring a smile on your face. It's not always easy every day uh, when you're injured. What has other been like so far? That's fun. Uh, Changed my life for sure. Is that one more for Mark? Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much played almost every shift with, with Stevie since, I don't know, December when he got traded here. So um, that helps for sure. Uh, with his speed, he can kind of carry, carry me a little bit uh, out there to start. So uh, once I get my legs underneath me, will help a lot and um, with Amla that was pretty much, I think he was the last winger I played with uh, when I got hurt so um, it's nice that uh, you know, Butch has given me some familiarity and uh, hopefully don't disrupt too much uh, team chemistry. Just uh, get Incredible stuff from the captain, Mark Stone, there saying it uh, brings a tear to his eye. He's emotional just thinking about returning. That's how badly he wants to play. I know it also brings a smile to a lot of faces, including his teammates. Uh, Darren, we certainly have a lot to talk about there, a lot to digest. We're also going to hear from Bruce Cassidy when we come back. But uh, first, the Craggy Range at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson is the perfect place to enjoy a pregame or postgame meal. Come watch your nights on one of the Craggy Range's big TV screens or the huge outdoor LED screen. It is patio season after all. Uh, enjoy your favorite craft beer, wine, bourbon, or all kinds of cocktails while you catch the action. You can find a menu for the whole family, plus a full bar with 16 beer taps. The Craggy Range Sports Bar and Grill is open daily. No ticket required. We'll hear from head coach Bruce Cassidy when we come back on Nighttime at Noon. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
Well, welcome back, Ashley Vice and Darren Elliott here from C- Studio 31 at City National Arena. Coming off some big news, the captain just met with the media for the first time, and it is confirmed that Mark Stone is in for Game 1. Bruce Cassidy uh, should be walking up to the podium as well any minute to see if we have any more news. Uh, but I don't think the Golden Knights can ask for much more than that, the news of Mark Stone officially in Game 1, Round 1. No, it, very interesting to, you know... It, to understand what he went through, he went to a different doctor, had a little bit of history because Jack Eichel, what he went through, and as he said, seemed to work well for him. Um, and, and now he's pain-free. And he's been obviously training for months to get back to this point. And if he can remain pain-free, that's the goal. Now it's back to to playing hockey, even the playoffs. Uh, you talked about the real emotion he brings. The fact that he got a little choked up there really says something about how badly he wants to be in as well. Very much so. He also said, you know, Bruce Cassidy said to him, hey, be around the team. He's like, well, there's not really much you can do. Speaking of Bruce Cassidy, here he is. Um, not only on the ice, off the ice, everything he brings. So um, fortunate to have him. We didn't know how it would play out, to be perfectly honest. There was obviously a lot of medical boxes he had to check off before he could get back in the lineup. He's been able to do that. Credit to him, credit to our medical team for getting him up to speed. And um, just have to be careful. We don't expect too much. His first game in a long time, but, you know, no matter what, it's of influence for us. We'll see how we... How he does, he'll play with Stevie and uh, Ammo. That's uh, the intent right now. That line was, was good earlier in the year, and we'll go from there. Based on how he's in practice and felt in practice, do you think there's a, a minutes restriction? Or is he ready there's no minutes restriction in terms of what I've been told, other than the obvious. He hasn't played in a long time, so you got to be careful. you got to think big picture here a little bit and not run him into the ground the first game he's back. So, But having said that, once the game's on, you're you're – you're cleared to play, you're cleared to play. It's just, um, I imagine there'll be rust, whether that's conditioning rust or hockey playing rust. They might be both or one. Um, we'll find out. Chris, he was just in here very emotional. He said he's close to tears talking about just the long recovery. Have you had that sense of just what a battle this has been for him to get ready? Well, I, I think there was, so there's two battles now, right? Last year and this year, so he's gone through it again. The mark saw this year because it wasn't around last year he was around we wanted him around every day that he could be around to be around the guys because I think it keeps uh, you um, sort of emotionally checked into hockey obviously he became a father as well so he had stuff going on outside of uh, I think that helps you too when you're when you're away from your teammates um, or away from playing I guess because he was around so uh, happy for him he's probably listen he's probably scared Right, I mean, it's a big injury. I would assume that he, there were some question marks um, for him in his mind, like is you know how long is it going to be? Uh, how's it going to affect the rest of my life? You know, there's different things that go into it, so I can see that. Um, I think the best thing for Mark now is just let's go tomorrow, get him in a game, get him doing what he loves to do, and mine will just get right back to playing hockey. How important was it for him to slide into the lineup with two guys? Yeah, we thought it would be best with Stevie. They, they have the best partnership. Stevie's gone through a number of wingers this year. We had him with Jack and Stevie on the left wing. We can still go back to that line. It was excellent for us. We have better balance the other way. But um, So he'll start. We were 
when he was back to practice with us, we put him from Stevie from the get-go. So if he wasn't going to be cleared, he would go with him. Left winger will sort through. Um, try to work in pairs anyway, so that pair we've always liked. Uh, well, what I've learned about him, he's a true professional. Uh, training camp, he was here every day. He wasn't ready to participate right away. Did his work, went to Henderson. Every time I talked to Manny or Freddie Brathway, things were going well. Very good for the other young goalies down there. Getting his game in order, working hard, uh, good leader, leadership skills and how he prepares to play. Comes up here, plays really well. Uh, gets hurt. Probably played some of the best hockey he's ever played. A stretch of, uh, I think it was Chicago, Dallas, and... I'm forgetting the other game, but he was really good for us and um, unfortunately got hurt. So now we're on to the next guy, which we've done all year. So to me, what, what, what do I think of him? I think he's a terrific pro. He's been an excellent goalie for us. Happy to have him. I believe he will be good to go as well. And I haven't heard anything different from the medical team. He's in, a, he's in full contact, so I, I suspect he'll be right back in there. Well, he's been a, a, a constant on what we'd call our, you know, we wanted an identity line at the start of the year, a blue line, go out, start games, start periods, get the momentum back in our favor by playing a certain way. So he's been a part of that. Predominantly Nick Wall, Will Carrier, Will moved up, got hurt, Nick got hurt. He's been the one that's been, you know, here or there. I think he was sick once and then uh, took a bad hit in Carolina, but he's been a guy that's played his game every night. So we're happy to have him. Yeah, he's a great four-check guy in a Winnipeg has some mobile defensemen. They're going to get up the ice. You know, he could neutralize some of that if, if, if we're on time with our four checks and physicality. And that's what he, we hope he brings. And, and he's pitched in. He's, he's scored, I think, eight even strength goals. Uh, he's a plus player. So he's, he's certainly uh, conscientious away from the puck. We trust him to play against other teams' good lines. And um, whoever's been with him, he's been excellent. Uh, I like where we're at. We've played well. Um, this is a different season, right? So different experiences. So, But we do have a lot of guys that have been there and done it. Some have won the whole thing. And some have done very well for Vegas here in the, in the Knights uh, history. So I like that part of it. This is, there's not a lot of newness. The newness is, well, it's will be a little bit, right? So those are the guys and they're key guys. So let's see how they get through it. But the rest of the guys should be, they should be able to lean on anyone they want in the room, those two, if they need it. And LB... Just to look right beside him with Jonathan Quick, right? He's been there and done it, been the, been the guy. So should be able to manage the highs and lows or help him with that. Jack can look, be, you know, Stevie's won a cup. He can look to Petro. He can look to Barbie on his left wing who's won. There's a lot of different guys he can talk to as well. So I like that about our group. Um, you know, we're not so old that, you know, we have to really manage ourselves. We've still got some young legs. If these games stretch into overtimes, I like I'm fine with that as well because we balance our we're, – we're, we're a three pairs, four-line team. So there's lots to like about our team, um, but you got to get out there and do it, right? So let's um, let's get started so we can start talking about, you know, what we're going to change and all the adjustments that are going to happen. <clears throat> uh, we'll make that decision to, uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, Hilly's back on the ice again. Another good day for him, so we'll decide that tomorrow. But he is still in the room every day. Jonathan's been outstanding for us. Talk about – <clears throat> LB being a like a true pro, like Jonathan, his short time here has done everything that's been asked. Um, when he's not playing, to, to help the other guys as well. Do you like that you're starting to 
I think we all would have rather started today, to be honest with you, get after it. Uh, it. It did give us an extra day off yesterday that we used. We had an optional scale. That will probably benefit you at some point down the road. Maybe not as much right now. We wanted to get going, but it is what it is. So tomorrow. <clears throat> Good. Thank you. All right. Understandably, Bruce Cassidy ready to stop talking and get to action. I don't blame him for that, but nonetheless, Darren, of course, we do still have a, a lot to talk about as we preview tomorrow's game. Uh, we're going to hit a quick break, and then we'll come back to talk about everything we've heard so far. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, this is nighttime at noon, but also want to tell you about VGK today because the Vegas Golden Knights have made their return to the Stanley Cup playoffs. So make sure to stay updated by tuning in to the all-new VGK Today podcast. Each episode will be hosted by a Golden Knights broadcaster and will consist of recaps, previews, and interviews throughout the entirety of the team's journey in the 2023 postseason. New episodes will be available every single morning. So listen as you start your day. You can catch VGK Today by visiting your favorite podcast outlet. There's already one out. Darren Millard killed it as usual. A shameless plug for me. I will have one out tomorrow. Uh, and Justin, who you will meet when you listen as well, um, does an incredible job with that. So be sure to tune in. Uh, there will be different storylines every single day. You know how that works, Darren Elliott. Now, uh, we've heard now from Captain Mark Stone, who is officially in the lineup. Game one, round one versus the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow. We also heard from Bruce Cassidy. Uh, we talked about where Stone will factor into the lineups, DE, but I just want to go through all of the lines yeah. for you real quick. All right, so we've got Ivan Barbashev with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marcheseau. That was a hot line right off the hop when Ivan Barbashev came uh, at the trade deadline. And then we've got Smith with Carlson and Kessel, Michael Amadio with Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone, and the fourth line of Brett Howden with Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. Bruce Cassidy made the comment that he feels this is a four-line, three-pair team, which is needed uh, this time of year more than ever. Do you agree with that? That's how they got it done. We talked about it. I mean, it, it was the depth of scoring. Um, it was the chemistry. It was all those kinds of things that, that uh, intangibles, if you will. The leading scorer, Jack Eichel, is 65, 66 points. Um, n not a big number. Uh, and uh, as you pointed out, not one thirty goal scorer. I mean, this year we had a couple of 60 goal scorers in the league. So it, it was the depth it was the balance. It was three pairs uh, of defensemen that can get things done offensively and certainly defensively. And that's one of the key things in this series. The goaltender, Laurent Brassois, is a story, but the biggest story is Connor Hellebuck. He gets all the credit because their defensive numbers are roughly the same in terms of goals against. Yep. But Connor Hellebuck gets all the credit there and the system not the goaltender gets all the all the credit here, so that'll be interesting to watch. I uh, want to ask you, uh, take me inside the mind of a goaltender, especially inside the mind of Lauren Brossois right now. We've talked about his journey with the Golden Knights, but not to be forgotten are the seasons that he spent as a Winnipeg Jet backing up Connor Hellebuck, including during his Vesna Trophy winning season. Uh, and it's interesting because he put up really solid numbers yep. those seasons in Winnipeg, but just could not quite get over the hump of being the backup for obvious reasons because he's playing behind a guy like Connor Hellebuck. Uh, if you're Lauren Brossois, he's, of course, you know, saying it doesn't matter who we play, all of this, but what are you thinking if you're him about this matchup? It's always interesting uh, when you go back and play against the team that you played for, even if there's only a few players, just the whole environment. 
But I think that melts away pretty quickly, especially in a, a series format. Um, I, I'm hoping for Laurent Brassois because it is a great story. Um, and I love to see a guy getting his chance, um, you know, mid-career or later in his career when it had never been there. Um, and the work and the journey he had to have to get to this point. So I hope he has. I hope he's able to enjoy it. And, and again, Ashley, you talked about Bruce Cassidy saying, you know, is coaching enjoyable? Same thing about goaltending. You can yeah. say it's like it's rewarding. Um, you enjoy certain aspects, but I'm not so sure. I hope he's able to embrace the moment a little bit and 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 live in the moment a little bit. What are goalie duels like in these situations? Because you certainly can get into one with Connor Hellebuck on the other side. That could certainly be the difference maker in a game. And it's really interesting because some goalies look at the other end and say, "Well, he's doing this, so I've got to do this." I was never what I was just playing the shooters. You know, so so there's two different kind of mindsets there. If you see the other guy at the other end playing, you know, out of his mind, um, you have to say, okay, well, I'm I'm going to match that. But some guys, again, like I said, I was more inclined to say, you know what, um, good for him. I'll just be better at stopping the shots coming my way because really I'm not facing off against that other guy. It's just an interesting. I never really thought of it that way, but some guys do. And we'll talk more goaltending, of course, with you uh, and Darren Millard, our other our, our other <laughs> e-bug, goalie, e-bug. our e-bug that we love so much. <laughs> That'll be on AT&T Sportsnet. The pregame show starts at 6 o'clock because it is a 6.30 puck drop. Thanks That's going to throw me. some people off, myself included. My whole day is going to be <laughs> half an hour off, but such as. I'm and they're opening the doors early, too, so get there early. They are. Yeah. 5 o'clock, for 90 minutes day. for a puck drop. I hope I got that right. Yes, you did. 5 o'clock. Awesome. Uh, what does this mean for Jack Eichel? How does this change the trajectory? Uh, I don't want to call it his legacy because that's drastic, but kind of. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a, something that he doesn't have to listen to anymore. That's what he says. <laughs> okay. I never want to well, have to hear about this again. Oh I'm excited to not have to hear about it being my first playoff appearance. Yeah, and he's like he, he's a hockey he, – he's a rink rat, and, and I say that because I'm one myself um, very endearingly. Uh, he loves being at the rink, and, and when you don't play in the most important part – of seasons, which is the playoffs, it hurts. And when you haven't done it ever in, in seven or eight seasons, it, it becomes a burden. The, the best part about, and you use the term legacy, careers are made by what you do in the playoffs. End of story. You can have great regular season. I play with one of the best regular season guys of all time, Marcel Dion, and it ate at him so many different ways that he was never able to be on a championship caliber team. Is there anything you feel like you learned about Jack Eichel this regular season? Did he surprise you in any way? I I just not not that it's not that there was a surprise. I just didn't know him, you yeah. know. I, and I, I to getting to know him, I, I really like him. I, you can see that he's really a hockey geek. Again, saying that with just uh, nothing but respect. Um, he likes being at the rink. Uh, he he he's a, a compassionate guy. I I like that he'll like. I like that there, there's a, a, a side of him that he will battle for his position. There's a prickliness to it that's, that, that, to me, I don't, I, I don't find that a negative. Um, and I think with an honest coach like Bruce Cassidy, you can have dialogue. I think that's really, really special. And, and I, I think they've been good for each other. I uh, got to know them both a little bit in doing what we do. But for Jack Eichel, um, the th- 
Look, you see these kids, they were kids, 18, 19 years old. You see them grow up before your very eyes. I've seen so many different players, and Jack is one of them, seeing him going through the early phases of his career. He's growing up. He's more comfortable. He's more confident. And now he's going to be a playoff performer. And that plus 26 rating he finished the regular season with answers some questions about the defensive wow. side of his game, right? Well, that's it. Right? So, so Bruce Cassidy, we know. He, he, he's brought up the name Patrice Bergeron. I don't know how many times. Yeah. Lots. Let's just say lots. I wonder uh, why. <laughs> to, to Jack Eichel, that's what you have to be. And the interesting thing for, for like from when I played, guys that, that were like that, Steve Eiserman, Mike Madano, they all had to come around. Scotty Bowman. Ken Hitchcock were the coaches. They had to make these star players known for their offense to understand why it's important for them to be the leaders offensively and defensively and that it's going to make you a better player and ultimately make your team better and more championship ready. And that's what I think has unfolded here this season. In terms of the matchup, we talked about how the teams have similar defensive numbers, but on Winnipeg's side, that is more driven uh, by the goaltending. Outside of that, what stands out to you about the Winnipeg Jets? They've kind of been an enigma, right? Like to me, inconsistent. Everything we've talked about, and this is over a number of years, why this team was successful here in Vegas, chemistry. There, Winnipeg's the anti-chemistry group. They, they've had nothing but a, a, a leadership void, seemingly, for years. Um, they're a great group when things are going well, because they've got some guys that can score and, and everything seems to go well. When, when things drop off, they, there, there always seems to be some questions about what's going on in that locker room. Um, could it be as simple as the goalie has to be that good? Maybe. But it just seems when you've got Wheeler and Shifley, there's just never been, you know, it, it, what are they in terms of defining their team? I don't think they've done it. They made the playoffs, but I still don't think they've defined what makes them tick. I'm sure that commentary, though, really gets their gears grinding. Uh, so when they are at their best, would you, you know, when oh, you yeah. are seeing a good put-together game from them, what do you have to be cognizant of? They can score. They can move the puck. Um, you know, th- th- that's what they do. Um, they've got some big bodies on the back end. Josh Morrissey's had a great season back there. Neil Pionk's, Nate Schmidt, former misfit. I mean, they've got lots of pieces, good goaltending, big bodies. So they've got a good fourth line uh, with Adam Lowry. So they have lots of pieces. But, again, what has kept them – they've had these pieces for a number of years. What has kept them from, from really taking advantage of it? That, that's the question. I don't know the answers because I'm not in their locker room, but that always is what comes up first is who, who is the leader on this team? What makes them go when things need aren't going well naturally? And at least in the regular season, Vegas has seemed to have plenty of those with or without uh, their captain, who is back in the light up tomorrow. So we will preview um, some of the other matchups around the league, including some that uh, kick off tonight. Uh, But first, uh, football is back as the Vegas Nighthawks return for their second season. Become part of the Nighthawks family and don't miss out on the action at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Full season memberships start at just $15 per ticket per game. For more info on tickets, venue, parking, and more, visit NighthawksFootball.com. We'll be back nighttime at noon. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
here from Studio 31 at City National Arena. First day of the Stanley Cup playoffs and on the eve of Game 1 between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. Ashley Weiss joined by Darren Elliott. We've talked a lot uh, of Vegas, of course. We've talked a little Winnipeg. uh, But because there are other games tonight, want to get your thoughts on what is on deck uh, on what's the best day of the year, in my opinion. So uh, we're going to start in the West, and we're going to start with the 6.30 p.m. Pacific game. You want to know why? Why? Because we're 6.30 game tomorrow, okay. and we want to remind you that, whatever we possibly can. But in all honesty, uh, Minnesota Wild, Dallas Stars. Your thoughts on this matchup? I, I like the Dallas Stars. Um, I have liked the way they play. They've got the upper end. Uh, line. They've got a good blend of, of skilled players and, and veteran players and younger players. Um, Jake Ottinger and Goal had a phenomenal series last year. There's still a small sample size, but he's followed up with a, with an excellent season. So um, the Wild, um, again, I, I just we, maybe it's the recency bias. We saw our team, the, the Golden Knights, sweep them in a back-to-back set. So maybe that's what's in my mind. Um, but I'm, I'm, I like Dallas in that series. It's hard to count out the Robertson kid, too, That's huh? right. 100-point season. Points. He leads them offensively, Haskin on the back end. They've, they've got a lot of good pieces. A lot of good pieces. Uh, and brought up a point to you and Darren Millard earlier. Um, we're going to be seeing a lot of Minnesota North Star jerseys around both <laughs> ranks. So I, I want your take. Is it is it the Stars fans who get to claim those jerseys, or is it you know Minnesota because the state had that team first and the reverse retros are modeled after? Like who are these Minnesota North Star sweaters cheering for? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, you'd have to say Minnesota, right? Because it, it was never the Dallas North Stars, so it was always you know it was just the Dallas Stars. So from my standpoint. Um, if you're uh, if you're wearing a legitimate Minnesota North Stars, you're voting for you're 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 rooting for the North Stars, the, uh, the Wild. Well, with Dean Evison being behind the bench for the Minnesota Wild, you saw uh, Rick Botus, who we will be seeing yeah. as the Winnipeg Jets. Their little um, I don't know even know, what do you, what do you even call spat. it? Spat back and forth. I don't know if we'll be seeing Pete DeBoer and Dean Evison getting into anything like that. But, hey, that made for good TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, So we'll take as much of that fire as we can get this time of year. Okay, the 7 o'clock game, uh, L.A.-Edmonton. For obvious reasons, this is one the Vegas Golden Knights should keep. Fans should keep their eye on. They should anyway. I mean, it was a great seven-game series last year. Um, Got to be part of that that series, uh, doing a couple of games for TNT. Um, it was the Jonathan Quick show at the time. Um, he played phenomenal. Their, their vaunted 1-3-1 was enough of a yep. muck and a mire neutral zone mess that it, it slowed down uh, Leon Dreisaitl showing there and as well Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid took game six down 3-2. The, the Kings were up in that series 3-2. Connor McDavid took over that series in game six and seven and, and got Edmonton past them I would expect Edmonton to take this series as well yeah, so the, it won't be easy so the question is like with that one three one obviously yeah. Edmonton got past it last year is this something where LA can defend them better after having failed at it last year or is it something where Edmonton will be even better at speeding through that neutral zone well I mean the whole thing it? is can you put it past them and go get it I mean they should know what they have to do I don't expect Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid to necessarily be playing chip and chase hockey um, but everybody else in Edmonton should certainly uh, look at that. Where do you place the puck? 
where do you have your support going after that puck and just wear them down. If you can spend time in their zone, not not expect to score off the rush, um, go in expecting zero chances, and then anything you get off the rush is a bonus, um, you'll be in, in good shape, I would think. Vegas might really hope, hey, Vegas hopes to get out of uh, round one themselves, and you might, might hope that those two teams kind of wear each other down as well. Yeah, and I, I think it, it, potentially it could. I mean, the difference is they went out and got Corpus Allo to play goal. Can he play to the level that Jonathan Quick did last year? That, that's, a, that's a big, big question. But again, Kings really well put together. Um, they're, they're not necessarily big, but they, they skate um, and, and they can score. Um, again, a good blend of, of young players with, with some guys that have been there before. Some quick talk from the East, New York Islanders and Carolina Hurricanes. I'll be real quick on that one. <laughs> Neither one of those. Like, really? Okay, good for them. They made the playoffs. And then Carolina has a good team, but they're missing a couple of key guys offensively, Svechnikov uh, in, in particular. Um, not the most. And they go and they go and they forecheck. And I don't know. I, I don't that, – that, probably the least interesting series to me in, in the playoffs right now. Well, the Florida Panthers get the easy task of taking <laughs> on the Boston Bruins round one. But did I see this morning there's a bug going around the Bruins locker room? I, I didn't hear about it. But... Some major pieces, question marks, in game time decisions. So an obvious what seems like something that might be right. obvious might not be. And Florida did pick it up there at the end of the regular season. Yeah, but not with Bob and Nett. So Bobrovsky, their $10 million goaltender, wasn't there. Another good story out of nowhere. All lot, these goaltending sco- stories this year. They're gonna get, this uh, is what you and Darren Millard <laughs> dream of. Yeah, there'll be, and there'll be lots of uh, where teams use more than one goaltender in, in the playoffs. That'll be the norm more so than usual, I think, this season. But, you know, bug notwithstanding, I would expect Boston to take care of this because, really, their window is, is this year. They don't even know what their team will look like next year. They, they have Bergeron and Krejci on very team-friendly deals um, this year um, that doesn't really hurt the cap situation because of contracts and age and those kinds of things. But, you know, the Panthers got in. Um, they can score. They've, got, uh, they've changed the complexion of how they play the game. Um, but Boston... Um, if you're going to keep this kind of a season going, I wouldn't expect you to be upended by the Florida Panthers uh, in round one. What are you most excited about for tomorrow? Home Vegas Golden Knights playoff game. Uh, that I'm part of it, that we're part of it, um, and, and the fans at the Fortress. Uh, it, it's unbelievable atmosphere, and it's playoffs to go together. They sure do. And I don't know if you saw that box outside at Sashiba Plaza these last two weeks. Something got out of it. It's broken. Be on the lookout if you're around. It's hopefully nothing too dangerous. Beastly. Uh, yeah, beastly for sure. Just keep your eye out for that. Be sure to tune in uh, to our new podcast, VGK Today. There's an episode out right now with Darren Millard. We'll have one tomorrow morning as well. And thank you so much for joining us for this playoff edition of Nighttime at Noon. Thanks, DE. Go Knights, go.